0: Welcome to a little health education moment. Did you know September 1st kicks off Gynecological Cancer Awareness Month? As a pharmacist, do you know how many gynecological cancers there are? Most people and most healthcare professionals don't. There are five. Can you name all five cancers represented in September? They are vulvar, vaginal, cervical, ovarian, and endometrial. Also referred to as uterine cancer, or as womb cancer outside of the US. Do you know what color their ribbons are? Because they're all different too. And do you know which cancer is the most prevalent of the five? I'll give you a hint. It's endometrial and its ribbon is peach and it makes up the vast majority of the five. So that's my focus today because approximately 70,000 women will be diagnosed this year with endometrial cancer in the US alone and they could be your mothers, sisters, wives, friends, or daughters. Most likely, you didn't know these answers. I didn't either, when the diagnosis was my own. I'm Dr. Ann Arvizu, and you may know me from the Corpreneur podcast, but I'm also founder and board chair of the Endometrial Cancer Foundation, the first national 501c3 dedicated to education, inspiration, and prevention for our peach ribbon wearers and their caregivers. Each year, cases are on the rise and the demographic is changing. As a pharmacist, survivor, and global medical information expert, I'm on a mission to bring mainstream public health awareness of this marginalized and overlooked disease. I can't do it alone, but together we're going to make the peach ribbon as well known as the pink one. Stay tuned for a new health podcast launching later this month called Peach Pit Jam with Dr. Ann, exclusively on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network.
1: This Week in Pharmacy. I am your host, Todd Yuri. This is a surprise episode. We were not scheduled to do this today, but there's too many things happening in pharmacy. Pharmacy land, or I should say retail retail pharmacy land is uh, retail giant pharmacy land is on fire. It's like that dumpster fire. Um, it's We got to talk. Um, today's episode is What a Mess. What a mess it is. And I couldn't think of a better person to ask if you could jump on quickly to announce some things that are happening in pharmacy. Last week, um, we announced uh, within 16 minutes of finding out that Rite Aid was filing bankruptcy and the impact that that's going to have on families throughout communities, as well as pharmacists and, and technicians and their livelihoods. I cannot believe that uh, Shane said, the accidental pharmacist said that he would jump on with me. He answered the bat phone, I guess. Was it the bat phone (laughs) or the bat light?
2: You said, Shane, Shane, we need the biggest mess in pharmacy to talk on this episode called What a Mess. So here I am, Shane, the accidental pharmacist, the biggest mess in the world of retail pharmacy. (laughs) Hello, everybody. How's it going, Todd?
1: It's so good to see you. It's so good to have you on twerks. I've been waiting for this moment. This is just the beginning. We're going to have so much more content from you and your, your band of amazing pharmacists that are doing some crazy things. I got to meet you um, in what San Antonio?
2: No, it was Phoenix, but Phoenix. yeah, another Phoenix. hot, hot and dusty place. But yeah, it was Phoenix at APHA. We got to spend some time together. It was great.
1: It was so, um, want to show everybody my um my box of uh shots for uh would you like shots with that uh, just a shout, shout out so to that team shout out to
2: shots shout out to US farmy i shout was getting us farmy yeah I, I was in the middle of my run i was going to run for 2 hours today oh. and then i was going to have a dozen donuts but i decided uh T- todd called me the mid run and said hey you want to jump on the call so i put on my uh my Hawaiian shirt with Maurice from RX Comedy's face all over it. And I was like, all right, I get to wear Maurice's face. And Todd sends me the text message, put on the U.S. Farmy shirt. So I got to do that. Go out and buy your shirt today.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can go to usfarmy.com. That's usfarmy.com. But uh, we have some news to talk about. It's the reason that I um, reached out to Shane and said, boy, we have got to talk. Because, as I said, retail um, chain pharmacy – Uh, right now is on fire and the announcement just came out today um, just not even two hours ago it says Walgreens CEO Roz Brewer steps down after more than two years in the role Uh, Brewer and Walgreens were in a tough patch uh, leading up to Friday's announcement oh my gosh what better person than to bring uh, the accidental pharmacist on who who just um, retired I guess or um (laughs) Whatever you want to call it, from from Walgreens.
2: <laughs> no, I, I worked for Walgreens a long time ago. I originally started my pharmacy career uh, as an as an actual pharmacist with with Walgreens. Um, I ended up coming from Pennsylvania, where you are, but on the other side of the state, near uh, outside the dirty, of the, the dirty side. Of,
1: that's the dirty side of Pennsylvania.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm I'm from northeastern Pennsylvania, so uh, I worked for CVS as an intern. And then when I graduated, I took a sign-on bonus because at that time, there was an actual real shortage of pharmacists in California. Walgreens had built all these beautiful stores in the Palm Springs market and had no pharmacists to fill them. So that's when I came out here and started working for them. I spent five years for them before I jumped ship and went to Target. The greatest... Target, when it was just Target Pharmacy, was like... the the pinnacle of, of retail pharmacy. And that's uh. so I did, I I left Walgreens a long time ago, but I'm on one month or one, I'm sorry, one week of unemployment right now. I start my new pharmacy gig next week. So.
1: Congratulations. I know that's a long time coming. It's something that was very pressing on you and, and what you went through. You've made national news. You've been written about in, um, you know, national uh, magazines uh, with regards to your, advocacy ultimately for what's better for patient health in the safety of our pharmacists and, and, and uh, technicians. But I want you to share a little bit about why you became so passionate about advocating for the change in our profession, which is plaguing um, our retail community pharmacists right now, our chain pharmacies. And as you can tell, with, with the last two weeks of announcements, there's, there is plate tectonic shakeups happening because very specific reasons i know the reasons but we're going to get into that but just give some of your background of why you became the accidental pharmacist
2: so the accidental the name comes from from the idea of never wanting to be a pharmacist i don't think there's too many people out there aside from my wife who always knew from the time she was a little girl that she wanted to be a pharmacist i just sort of fell into the role i was in the navy right out of high school uh Like most people, I really wasn't ready for college. I needed a little taste of life before I did that. Uh, But I wanted to be an English major. And uh, the reason why I changed courses was after four years in the military, I had the chance to see all of my friends graduating with other degrees and couldn't find work. And I had a son at the time. He was only two years old that I had full custody of. And I said, well, if I'm going to go to college, I want to make sure that I have a job when I'm done. I wanted a job where I felt like I was relevant and had uh, you know, an impact on people's lives, because I think that's really what people want. And they come into this profession to make a difference. And so I, I started out as pre-med. And then my first year in in college, I ran into a guy whose brother was in the pharmacy program at Wilkes University. Shout out to Wilkes University, Carlos oh, <laughs> So, So his brother was already in the program and that's the first time I'd ever heard of pharmacy as being something you went to school for, for as long. And it seemed like a very safe profession. And I thought, all right, I'll do this so that I can take care of my son and, and build a life. Because uh, if I was gonna go to college and spend all that money, I wanted to make sure I had a job when I was done. So that's how the accidental pharmacist name came about. The reason why I started to advocate for the profession is that I could just see the working conditions. I started writing a little bit. I opened. I started the page back when I was with with Target. Target's model. I only did like 100 to 200 prescriptions a day, so working 13 hours in California, it's some downtime. So I would write about my experience, and um, that's when I started to see like a ch- a change because. I had a few thousand followers at that time, but people would start to tell me about what the conditions were like at CVS and Walgreens, where I came from, and that they were just getting worse and worse. So that's when I started to think about um, really what what can make the profession better and what can make the lives of patients safer and what can make the lives of the people who who serve them as pharmacists and technicians better. And I thought that, I said the magic word, unionization. And when Target Pharmacy was bought by CVS, that's when I had about 6,000 followers, and CVS was like, shut this guy down right now. So (laughs) about five or six years ago, when I still worked for CVS, CVS came to me when someone caught wind of the page and said either shut shut it down or go find another job. So I went and found another job. Wow. And here we are.
1: Well, I just want to say um, thank you. Uh, I know that myself and so many of your followers uh, absolutely love your memes and your content. It's a it's a relief to the stresses that we know. Um, a lot of our retail community pharmacies um, um, in in chain is 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 affected, and and they appreciate you because you. Unlike me, I, I've never worked a day in, in my life as a pharmacist. I am not a pharmacist. You know, I, I've been in technology. I've understood um, GPOs and buying groups and marketing. And that's where I belong. But, and I belong as an amplifier of you. Um, you're the champion. And, and so when I see people like you who are the number one word that comes to my mind when I think of Shane um, is sincerity. Like I think the sincerity is there. And you're very transparent, you're very real. And you can understand that the evolution of big corporate, uh, public traded merger, you know, merging organizations or tanks that are out there in our healthcare system right now, um, they don't like transparency in a lot of ways. And they don't like their employees giving the good and the bad feedback or, or, or around what's happening and let's talk about what's happening so last uh weekend or last friday uh right aid um reportedly announced bankruptcy and in in impartial uh reasoning they say it's tied back to the opioid lawsuit that's coming out um because of that entire mess that that was that caught up uh retail chain pharmacy but now um today we get announcement about Roz stepping down as CEO. So, you and I, we live this business. We know what's happening. If you back up, you go uphill from all of the things that are transpiring and 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 um, domino effect of what's happening. It starts with how pharmacy is paid for. How um, pharmacists have been in pharmacy in the retail world has been commoditized. Um, once again, um, you know, would you like shots at that? All about the commoditization and and what that means for patient um, care or lack of patient care, lack of um, pharmacists being able to grow their careers as clinicians. And so, this is a shakeup, Shane. This this is a red flag to the entire healthcare industry that retail chain pharmacy is in tremendous trouble right now. And, and, and I don't think there's, there's time anymore to talk about, well, what should we do to change? Like something has to literally happen within the next 30 days.
2: Oh, absolutely. That you know, when I when I heard that first thing this morning, my phone started blowing up, and I'm getting a million message direct messages to the page. The administrators, like, well, there's big news because there's like a hundred uh, unopened messages. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, well, that makes sense. You know, this is this is the problem. When when Walgreens shifted, they always prided themselves for. A century on being a pharmacist-led organization, a company where the CEO was always a pharmacist, and I think they did better. You know, she Roz Brewer, for 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 all of her faults, she might have been the best coffee salesman in the world. Yeah. But that's different than being an understanding because if you see if you see everyone who's at Walgreens as a consumer instead of a patient, you're going to have no problems walking away when there's a downturn. That's great. I think that leadership is really true leaders. Anybody who ran Walgreens during COVID was was going to succeed because that's different. If you were running a restaurant during COVID, you might have been able to show your managerial skills and how well you can operate and run an organization. But a place like Walgreens, I mean, the entire world was either sick or worried about getting sick. So if you're the person with all the drugs, chances are you're going to make a lot of money. So I, I just, I feel like, there's very little accountability in the world especially on the top with 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 pharmacy so we had this we had a ceo here who uh is probably walking away with an incredible package and 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 reaped all the benefits of the covid era and yep. now She's getting projections for the next few quarters coming, and say, "Hey, wait a minute! I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to look terrible here because, you know, sales are going to be down. We're in the COVID gravy train. All the government funding is is going to be gone. So let me move on to greener pastures and do something else because, I see everybody here as consumers instead of patients. A pharmacist would feel a little bit bad about leaving because of the optics.
1: I appreciate that insight, uh, Shane, and I, I want to. Just shout out to the the pharmacists that are working for Walgreens right now. It's you that we appreciate. You are the you your technicians, your pharmacists. You are the heroes. Just because you're associated with uh with Walgreens, just because you might work for Express Scripts or one of the PBMs or CVS, that that is not the reform that we're looking for. We eventually want your help to help the profession per se. Of course,
2: they they are the real heroes. On top top of Roz leaving, they just had a bunch of, I think, a hundred district managers and uh, pharmacy supervisors and a couple other roles in mid-level management that were because of restructuring. And I had called this that at the end of COVID, when they started to normalize in the amount of vaccinations and other ancillary streams of revenue aside from just the classic filling model that they were going to start these really aggressive cost cutting measures because when you're a publicly traded company all of your shareholders are interested in what the next the next quarter they don't want excuses they want the same level of profitability that the answer is how much profit is enough profit more that's the answer when you're a publicly traded company so no matter what no matter what was the, it doesn't matter that it was a perfect storm and it was a a really great environment to be in healthcare as far as from a a business perspective and from a profitability perspective. They don't want to hear that. They want to see now it's going to be aggressive cost cutting measures. And I feel feel just as bad for district managers and supervisors that were let go, who've given their whole life to be in the position they're in and were really just let go with with nothing because i'm sorry this is a business decision and enjoy the rest of your life even though you spent the last 45 years with the company
1: yeah it's just on its head and it really is And and let's take back what we were saying in in once again move upstream and understand that the payment model that is the the incumbent is causing massive amounts of um un- lopsided care because the money always flows over into the profit side and has absolutely nothing to do with patient care. And what angers me more than anything in this mix, of course, is is the effect that it has on our people that need their pharmacists more than ever. Um, Second would be the impact that it's having on our pharmacists and technicians. But third is I'm a taxpayer. And knowing that there are some really um, fat uh, wallet, you know, CEOs and, and boards of directors and stockholders that are making profit off of my tax money really, really, really bothers me. And I don't think the public understands that they're not getting, you know, if if we could have t- an Antonio Chacha come up with a graph to say, here's the amount of money that went into pharmacy care in 2022 and, you know, have drug channels uh, double check it um, and then say out of all these dollars and all this revenue, here's the percentage of profit and here's the percentage of basically everything else called let's call it care and everything yeah. else that goes in. And that is so grossly lopsided.
2: Yeah, there's a huge disparity. The amount of money spent that goes to profit and what goes to actual patient care. Just ask a patient or ask a pharmacist if they think all of that money converted at the at the store level meant for better patient care and better service that they could provide. There's so much lip service in this industry about practicing at the top of our license. That that was the, that's the buzzword that they say in every organization and every retail chain um, at every. Uh, APHA, how many times did we hear practicing at the top of our license? But we never seem to be as, as a community of pharmacists and technicians hold companies accountable to say, yes, give us the resources to be able to practice at the top of our license. Give us the amount of help necessary to do these things. The only thing that they wanna do is make money and, and, and say that to the every every commercial that you see is about putting the patient first but in reality they don't structure the business to make sure that the patient is really the center of the business model
1: and I, and and I'm not saying there isn't I'm a capitalist as well so I like profit right I have to make profit to keep well it's not even profit for me yet because I'm not making enough money but it's paying for the bills right it's paying course, for my of life of course
2: we 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 got to make a profit for sure
1: it has to be there but not at the level that it is and it and it's so disingenuous of people that stand there in the public's eye, um, using our government, using lobbyists, using uh, politicians to curb and to keep their profits as we're in this battle for PBM reform. Before we go any further, by the way, I do want to give a shout out to today's sponsor. Um, We're going to take a really short break. But uh, Shane, I need you to describe this sponsor to me when we come back.
0: For a fun and entertaining way to recharge your passion for pharmacy? Are you ready for the ultimate pharmacy adventure? Get ready for the Farm at Sea Pharmacy cruise aboard the world-famous Royal Caribbean Allure of the Seas. This is not just a typical cruise, it's a chance for you and your loved ones to have the time of your lives. We offer a range of activities and events designed to help you unwind, relax, and have fun. With so many family-friendly events available, feel free to bring the whole family on board this year, we're thrilled to have a special guest pharmacist and activist Dan Schneider from Netflix, *The Pharmacist*. What are you waiting for? Book your spot on the farm at Sea Cruise today and join us on the adventure of a lifetime that will leave you feeling refreshed, rejuvenated, and inspired.
1: I am very proud of you and Maurice for taking some initiative to um, to get and what this uh, what this represents for for the industry. And the profession to just chill out and come together, uh, pick up some CE, meet up, um, much more um, networking environment than really anything else, a time to let your hair down. But, you know, it's a opportunity for us to really start talking to the people inside the industry, inside our profession, to then Make our our little minion plans to infiltrate our national associations, to infiltrate our um, state associations, to start uh, picking up um, uh, newsletters from the NABP of your state. Because here's the thing: I know this because I've been in pharmacy. I can now say this. I'm now now I'm starting to feel old. So I've been in pharmacy now for 20 years, and I've seen it. Go from the way it was in 2004 to now, and massive changes have happened. There have been some very good things that are taking place. Technology is finally starting to make sense. I remember in 2004 they kept talking about interoperability and blah blah blah. And I know we're not even there yet, but it's it's changing. And I think that we're seeing cracks in the armor. I know we're seeing cracks in the armor. They're actually they're they're huge, where the PBMs, the three major PBMs, are getting they're ass kicked by government and by state uh, organizations and Medicaid systems and organizations like uh, Three Access Advisors led by, like I was saying, with Antonio Chacha. And all of this is cultivating. And I think the the pandemic brought so much light to the needs of pharmacists in their community for very specific survival, public health survivability. And now we have people like Dr. Scott Chelson, uh, PharmD, who's leading an entire initiative in wellness in working with Brandon Welsh in our sports pharmacy. And th- it's snowballing. We have our PGX pharmacists that are coming out of the woodwork. Uh, some of them are very clinical. Others are really trying to build a business and kind of fold it into their consultancy. The consultancy ro- world is booming. It's very artificial right now with there's a lot of consultants coming out saying, I want to run my own business. And that's fine. But we're going to have to find a true way of moving forward, Shane, that pays for medication management, it pays for clinical services, it pays for labs, that's, that includes pharmacogenomics, that includes uh, blood testing, because there's a whole blood testing initiative that's going to be coming out of pharmacy. And then there's our specialists. And so I want to shift gears right now and talk to you about your next move. You don't have to give us any details, especially if those details are sensitive, but I want you to talk about what's the next move for you in your career, and how could another pharmacist who's listening that, that really respects you follow that same pathway in order to get themselves out of um, a sector of pharmacy that they don't want to be in anymore?
2: Well, I mean, this is, it's, it's so hard because I do see so many pharmacists that have, have said, like, if you, if you hate retail or if you, if you don't like your current position, you should leave. Um, I, I've had people actually say to me a couple times, "Well, if your wife is unhappy at Walgreens, why has she stayed there for so long?" And I respect anybody who spends their whole career in retail, and understand. I think that that. If you spend 20, 30, 40 years as a retail pharmacist, whether you're a staff pharmacist, a floater, a a pharmacy manager, you make a difference in so many people's lives and you impact the health of your entire community. And it's admirable. And people stay in positions that they're not necessarily entirely comfortable with or happy with for a lot of things. They make sacrifices for their family. They they build a life. It's very it's very difficult to transition out of something that you're used to, um, even if it's just the making that transition from retail to hospital. If you've been out of pra- practice with the, with clinical services for a long time, it's a it's a very scary thing to think about going back and relearning so much that you forgot. I worked uh, per diem at Desert Regional Medical Center during uh, until the middle of COVID because I wanted to see if I could do some clinical work and if I could work if I could work in that environment as well. I stopped doing it because what started out as per diem ended up being every weekend and I needed some kind of life. So that's the reason why I left. But it was the same way. There were hospital pharmacists that said, hey, you know, sometimes I work in retail and I just get nervous to even do a shift because I'm afraid to answer the phone because I can't answer questions. I don't know how to do certain things. So vice versa. So understand that if if you're if you're uncomfortable don't be afraid to try because the job that you do requires a lot of skill and Absolutely. you can you can be as clinical as you're allowed as your time allows you to be and i have all the faith of every pharmacist out there that's working for a chain working for big box retailers independent pharmacy they can do the job that they want if they're looking for something else and it's great that there's the expansion of roles and people are doing all kinds of great things within the expanded field of pharmacy, but there will never be a time where you can't find a career and make a life in retail. And there's always gonna be a patient out there who needs you and sees you as the, the main source of healthcare information and wellness in their life. And you you make a difference, so that that's important. But if you are unhappy, do not be afraid to make the jump. Um, I'm still in the world of retail, but this is just a little bit different. I've gotten a, I've gotten a, a position where I'm seven on and seven off because I wanted to focus on advocacy. I wanted to focus on all of these outside projects like Farm at Sea, thank you for giving us the shout out. But that's the thing is you, you have all these passion projects and you have a life um, at some point. Making money is great. And we, we talked about being capitalist, but if you have a family and a life, you need to find that balance between trying to conquer the world and trying to make sure that your home is in order. And nothing can nothing will ever compare to being a father and to being a husband. So yes, it's great. Let's let's do all these great things, but remember life is everything that happens outside of the pharmacy. I try to say that at every holiday and a lot of times on my page, and it's truth. It's the truth because I wouldn't so work so hard for the profession and in my job if I didn't have people that count on me and people that I could take care of and reap the benefits of, of working so hard. So that's the important thing. Just keep your family in mind. Keep, keep that as your focus and your center and, and, and you will succeed in whatever you try to do.
1: Tell us about pharmacy because it's a it's an amazing opportunity for uh, the profession to come together and, and actually have fun together. So please tell us about it.
2: Yeah, so it was the, it was the brainchild of RX Comedy and I. Love I love now that I have seven days off in a row. I'd love to do something with Maurice and Absolutely. come up here because he's um, he's my brother from another mother. He gets my calls at four o'clock in the morning and hasn't blocked me yet. So he deserves all the credit for it. It was just a uh, something that happened. We put up a a post about NurseCon at Sea that Nurse Blake runs. Nurse Blake, if you guys don't know him, he's a, a big celebrity in the nursing world, stand-up comedian. Uh, he runs NurseCon, which which sells out ships on two coasts every year. And we put up a, a joke about it. And then people started sending us direct messages to the page like, where can I buy tickets for Farm at Sea? And I'm like, guys, it doesn't even exist. It was just a joke. But then uh, pharmacists out there. There's so many pharmacists out there and technicians that have side hustles. And a lot of them reached out to me who had some kind of tangential relationship to the travel industry. And were like, Hey, you know, let's make this happen. I, I know so-and-so. So, So, um, one of, one of my cousins who happens to have a travel agency or work for a travel agency said, Hey, we have great relationship with Royal Caribbean. Would you guys be interested in, uh, seeing if we can make this happen? And that's, that was the, uh, the impetus behind Farm at Sea. Uh, the reason why we have Dan Schneider is one of the ways that I monetize on my platforms is through a discount card. I know I said a dirty word right there, but ah. uh, discount cards uh, like GoodRx, uh, well, RX is the one that sponsors the page. And the reason why I had a very big moral dilemma in the beginning with GoodRx, or with RX when they asked to sponsor the page. But I feel like uh, discount cards wouldn't even exist if it weren't for the the way that uh, big box retailers and chains like R- Rite Aid and Walgreens and CVS try to inflate the prices by, you know, a thousand, two thousand percent. And uh, an unsuspecting customer can go in and pay eighty five dollars for a ninety day supply of a drug that costs them pennies to acquire, and that's the reason why discount cards exist. So that's how I that's how I rationalized it, okay. and. Uh, One of of the reasons why I I partnered with EZRX is 50 cents for every uh, time the card is used goes to a charity of my choosing. About two years ago, after the pharmacist documentary came out on Netflix, I sent a message to Dan Schneider and he said, hey, give me a telephone call. So that first call with uh, Mr. Schneider talked on the phone for about two hours, and I said, I want to give all the money going forward to Tunnel of Hope charity, uh, instead of every quarter giving it to a different one. So for the last two years, his charity, Tunnel of Hope, that he, to help combat the opioid ep- epidemic, gets all of the, the charitable donations from EZRX. That's and uh, cool. when we started this farm at sea, he was one of the first people who were like, my wife and I love cruises. I would love to come on board and uh, give a talk and do a meet and greet and uh, have a few drinks with all my pharmacy friends. So, that was uh, that was the first big name. But since then, we've had a lot of like pharmacy celebrities and social media personalities, uh, including the Fit Pharmacy Dad who has about 125,000 followers on TikTok, and Delano, who happens to be the funniest and most famous pharmacy technician in the country, over a half a million followers, and uh, he just announced that he's going to be part of it. So there's anything you want to do inside pharmacy, if you're looking to be inspired, if you're looking to hear about aspirational stories, this is the place to be. I promise there's going to be some CE... And some, some education heck, on board. But this is going to be the first pharmacy-themed event. The first really, really fun convention-style thing. And you get to see me in heck, heels and heck, Maureen a wig. What's better than that?
1: Heck, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, um, I've followed Maurice Shaw, Doctor of Comedy, for for years. Uh, he's been on our show a couple of times. He actually came on with uh, Patrick Finnegan, or he's known as doctor, um, am losing his name. Damn it. Um, see if you're, if you're lo- happened,
2: you've are been in pharmacy world for 20 years, you start to forget things.
1: I do. I do forget it. Um, but I am excited that this gathering is taking place. I think it's time for healing and in, in many ways, and it's also time to just kind of recharge batteries together and, and come together and talk. It's amazing that, um, that Dan Schneider, he when hit when the Netflix hit the airwaves, I reached out to him. I didn't think I was going to get a callback or a email, and sure enough, um, he called first. I didn't know the number, so I let it go to voicemail. As soon as I found out, it was the pharmacist. He came I on, the-
2: man, that
1: my But he came on twice. Uh, he came on the second time. He came on with um, Miss America, uh, Camille Schreier. Uh, for, she was the only Miss America to, uh, serve two terms because of COVID and she's a champion. She's a future pharmacist. I think she's just finishing up she's on rotation
2: right yeah. now. So she'll yep. be graduating this year.
1: Yep. So it's just, it's time for us as an industry and I've been supporting this whole initiative to develop superstars in our profession that we can, um, we can not only support, but we can encourage other pharmacists to realize that they can make a bigger impact um, by being a blogger, a content creator, a TikToker, someone yeah. on Instagram. But networking, talking with other pharmacists, other professionals that you can trust, that you know are in the, are doing things in the best interest of our profession. And there's nothing wrong with disagreeing. Um, you know, our network is made up of 42 different pharmacists that concentrate on about 65 different themes. And we're talking about pediatrics and biosimilars and drug development and marketing and community pharmacy. And and do do every single one of those uh, hosts agree with each other? And does every single one of those hosts agree with me, the, the herder of squirrels, uh, in order to <laughs> get content out Six days a week? And the answer is no. I don't agree with everybody. But what I do believe in is advancing the profession, supporting the role of our pharmacists and our technicians. I will never stop doing that. And it doesn't, and I don't have to. I, I, we're in a day and age, Shane, that's very frustrating for me because I, I don't want to sound like a whippersnapper, but I've seen changes in our society where we are becoming more hateful to each other. if we're in some kind of disagreement and if if the 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 commands at at express scripts and cbs caremark and um and optim all came to a table i would treat them all with respect because the professionalism that doesn't mean that we don't disagree and it doesn't mean that we don't have these little fights against each other's initiatives if they're in the wrong venue of what is patient care, pharmacy care, pharmacists, uh, leading you know, health care, leading decisions about therapeutic interchanges and not formularies that are controlled by um, you know, board of directors at some table that wants to put one NDC over another because they're making more money on it. Like it's – this is happening. This is th- – everything that we saw happen last week and this week, Rite Aid filing bankruptcy, Roz Brewer stepping down from CEO – What I want to shout out to our pharmacists right now, every single one of you, your retail, your specialty, your long-term care, you're making a difference, okay? You are making a difference by supporting organizations, by developing content, by working together, but for the goodness sakes, you don't find the, the associations that you feel best in supporting and do something do not, if I I cannot stand this group on Reddit, it's the pharmacy Reddit group. I don't, I don't go there anymore. Um, because it was just too negative. There was too much negativity. (laughs) Nobody was doing anything. They were just bitching.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? There, there, there is a lot of bitching on any of the platforms. I understand that because people are frustrated and you do need an outlet and and a community of people that understand your frustrations with the industry, but that's what I, I won't call out exactly who I spoke to but I spoke to leadership at APHA uh, they probably wouldn't they probably denied if I said the name anyway but I had a great conversation with them uh, for about 30 minutes during APHA and I said I understand that I might not always say things that are that are gonna you're gonna agree with but I'd like to I'd like to utilize my platform as to as part of the solution. I want it it to be a place where we can come together. We can discuss our ideas. We don't always have to agree, but it's important to have a place where you go. I know there are plenty of people out there who don't support a lot of the things that I do, but they still follow the page. And that's that's really the key is if you're going to affect change, you're going to have to say things sometimes that not everybody wants to hear and not everybody necessarily agrees with. That's how progress is made. And I never, I never delete a comment. I never delete an an opposing viewpoint. And I think that's important. And that's what's going to be highlighted at Farm at Sea. We really are going to embrace everybody's ideas. And we really are going to embrace the idea of like, you know, sometimes it doesn't have to be a very structured setting to really make some great ideas and leaps and bounds and things that you can learn and take back to, to the communities that you serve, to the industry that you're in, and and, and that's important. The last thing I'd like to say about Sea is, go, when we were in Phoenix, there was 3,000, 4,000 pharmacists in attendance. How many technicians did you see there? maybe 25 if you were lucky and technicians are a huge part of our of our industry they outnumber pharmacists exponentially and and as they should be we could not survive without technicians who are supported who are educated properly and are championed. And we wanted to make sure, Maurice and I wanted to make sure that technicians were represented in a way that they're not in most organizations. That was really important to me. So it's one thing to say that we want technician involvement, but we wanted to highlight them and make them feel relevant and that this is a place for them just as much as it is for pharmacists. And that's the reason why one of our keynote speakers, Melissa Page, she's a, a former technician and now she's a rock star, CEO of her own organization. She runs a a patient advocacy summit. Uh, she's one of the keynote speakers. Delano. The other thing, he's he's you know the most famous technician in the country. And we try to, from a cost perspective. I mean, APHA, fifteen hundred dollars to attend, and that's not including any anything to eat, except for maybe some hors d'oeuvres if you have any left. Right. If you're invited to a party, and and your uh, your travel to get there, and your room. So, a thousand dollars a person, with Everything included. If you can make it to Miami, it's a, it's a great. Even when we even when we get off the ship and we're at the private island, the perfect day at Coco Cay, the food off off the ship on the island is covered. You're all the hidden fees that are normally associated with a cruise, the taxes, the Wi-Fi, the mandatory gratuities per stateroom are all included. And so a thousand dollars, I still realize that's a stretch. We're running some promotions. We actually did a promotion two months ago. That, um one of the tech we were just randomly selected a technician to receive their two hundred dollars deposit back, and then this month, it's serendipitous that uh, today is September first because we had a pharmacist reach out to us that said, "Hey, I want to attend this, but I already have something scheduled. I would like to sponsor." the same thing you did and give two, give the $200 deposit back uh, to a technician that books. That's so any sure. technician who's really struggling, but really wants to come on this, if you book between now and the end of September, you're going to get, we're randomly going to select one that gets the $200 deposit back. So $800 for a, for a cruise, all inclusive. That's a pretty good deal. So shout out. I will let the, if the pharmacist would like his name said, I will definitely let you guys know that, but Go ahead and book today between now and the end of September. You could potentially get your $200 back.
1: We are going to take another quick break to hear from um, Dr. Maurice Shaw. And I have I have one more question before we go for the day. This has been such a, an amazing opportunity to talk with you, Shane. Thank you for- Yeah,
2: we should do this more often.
1: Absolutely. Let's listen to uh, Maurice.
3: This guy is a pharmacist also. Start clapping right now for Dr. Shaw, everybody. What's up, Black Factory? How are you doing? Woo! A little bit about me. Uh, my name is Maurice. Uh, most white people pronounce it Marcus. <laughs> I'm a pharmacist. I'm from the south side of Chicago. Woo! I'm proof of what happens when you take young black kids from the south side of Chicago and send them to college. We learn to sell drugs legally. <laughs> lady goes, you work back here? I said, no, I'm just back here stealing some How can I help you? She's like, who you is? I said, ma'am, I is the pharmacist. How can I help you? She's like, I'm here to pick up my subscription. magazine? I want my medicine. I was like, oh, prescription. She was like, same thing. <laughs> I was like, not really. <laughs> I'm like, what's your name? She's like, Khadija Brown. So I go to the computer and type it. I look in the computer, there's like five different Khadijas, right? So I'm like, ma'am, how do you spell it? Like the color? <laughs> ma'am. I know how to spell brown. <laughs> I was talking about Khadija. Can you please spell Khadija for me? She's like, yeah. K-a-d-i-j-a. <laughs> y'all. Y'all been great. That's my time. Gotta show y'all Dr. Shaw,
1: everybody. He's so talented. I absolutely love Maurice Shaw. Um, I can't wait to see him perform live, and I've never met him in person like I have met you, Shane. But I'm looking forward to it. So this is going to be awesome.
2: Maurice is so talented, and honestly, he's the most genuine person I've ever met. I I love him like a brother, uh, and I am so excited to. Uh, you know, I feel like I've met Maurice a million times because we've been we've been friends, and we speak on a daily basis almost but i have never met him in person either believe it or not so now that i i have a life back i'm probably going to see him a couple times before we're actually on the cruise and performing together but uh honestly i i i have nothing but respect for the uh career he's built and the life he's built for himself inside the world of pharmacy and out
1: well whatever we can do here at the pharmacy podcast network you know you have my absolute support Um, not to put you on the spot, but I do want to ask, will you come back to This Week in Pharmacy with a segment that we can dedicate to you and even Maurice or any of our initiatives that that are driven by your insight? Because your insights are just um, phenomenal and we we need
2: more of it. Well, thank you. I I appreciate that. And now that I actually have the opportunity to, to be able to commit to something like that, and, and some time to, to do that I would love to be part of the pharmacy podcast network and support all the great work that you're doing everybody followers non-followers go out and buy a shirt it what the charity that you give to I, I'm in full support of as, as a veteran I, I think it's great and uh, I would love to be a part of the pharmacy podcast network in any way I can sponsors find me a sponsor I don't know you you got to find the right sponsor for me uh, yeah. or some or kind you- of Beard top, uh, thing that I could grow a beard with, like, <laughs> something like that.
1: We're gonna find you a sponsor for sure. I I have several in mind that I think would fit that um that aren't afraid of the rough edges because I think we need yeah, rough sure. edges because rough edges mean transparency and it and it's a little bit more. I don't want super polished stuff. I like I like the gritty of real life.
2: Yeah, you got to be genuine. The, the, you know, for all we're saying, there's so many. There's so social media personalities out there, if you can't be yourself, you will never be successful. Anyone out there who's trying to be a social media influencer, or personality, whatever, don't try too hard. Don't overthink it. Be who you are. You know what? You're awesome. You're a delight. I like you. So, uh, you know, the world will like you. They'll, You'll find an audience, no matter how weird or quirky or whatever you are, you will find yourself an audience by being genuine more than you ever will by trying to be something you're not.
1: Shane, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for cutting your run. Um, yeah, half and
2: I'm only getting run. a half dozen donuts. Uh, maybe I'll go live and do the donuts later. We'll
1: <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear more from you. Thank you so much. This has been This Week in Pharmacy with Shane uh, covering our uh, What a Mess uh, retail chain industry that's um, that needs healing. We need to come together, Rx, and, and heal together. But. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. If you please would subscribe on uh, Spotify or Apple or any of the podcast um, stations, support one of our 50 plus pharmacists out there who are pumping content through this network. We believe in you pharmacists. We believe in you pharmacy technicians. We have Mike Johnston, who's leading the National Pharmacy Technician Association. He will be coming aboard soon to advocate for our pharmacy technicians. And there's going to be programming opportunities. I want more comedy uh, programs, uh, Shane. So I'm going to be looking to right. you and Maurice to deliver that to us.
2: That sounds good. Hey, pharmacy on guys, have Walgreens reach out to me if they need an interim CEO. I'm interested in the job. I will be uh, get a discount off Roz's rate, so I will definitely take that up. And I'll get it. I'll get on that comedy right now since I have some free time.
1: Excellent. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon, Shane. Take care. All right. The accidental pharmacist, Shane Jeromanski, Dr. Shane. Um, you can find him at the, that's T-H-E-A-C-C underscore pharmacist, probably everywhere. I know he's on Instagram. I know he's on TikTok, but follow him, support his organizations as well as Pharmacy. And we will see you next week on This Week in Pharmacy. <laughs>